Welcome aboard, train wreck. It's Christmas Eve Eve. I'm off tomorrow. And today is Thursday. So, why not take another trip in the throwback machine? If this is your first time here, welcome aboard, train wreck. Glad to have you here. If this isn't your first time here, I'm still glad to have you. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. My goal is to have 500 subscribers by the end of the year. I think we can make that happen. Make a one-time donation. Your contribution is appreciated. Donate. Dash. Make a monthly donation. Your contribution is appreciated. Donate monthly. Dash. Make a yearly donation. Your contribution is appreciated. Donate yearly. Please consider donating to help keep this going. $1 and I'll ask you what your favorite book is so we can talk about it. $5 and I'll write a review of a book you suggest. $10 and I'll write a blog suggested by you. I do post affiliate links in my blogs. I get commission for purchases or clicks made through links in this post. But this comes at no extra cost to you. So, thank you. I don't know who drew this. I couldn't find a source. If you know it, let me know so I can show out the brilliant person who created this monstrosity. Like my friend's family, my family is Italian, tradition is life for us. Every family has them, certain candlesticks grandma only uses at Christmas, a plate used for generations to serve the Thanksgiving turkey, stealing all the chocolate from trick or treat bags after the kids go to bed. The day before school starts, we go to Kentucky Fried Chicken for dinner. On the bunny's birthday, we go to the movies to see the new Pixar film. But there is one that stands out among all others in my family, that is the Christmas fruitcake. Back in the early turn of the century, a young Italian woman was on her way to America. She had heard of the streets paved in gold and handsome young men. What she found was piles of laundry and my Irish grandfather. In December 1918, my grandmother, Elizabeth, went to open a bank account with $2.87. As part of the bank's new account promotion, my grandmother received a fruitcake in a tin. Who even eats this? I'm a fan of gifts. I sign my fair share of credit card applications just for the free shirts, hats, frisbees, coffee mugs, pens, towels, bobblehead dolls of various sports players, and even a free pizza. It's genetic. Our family motto is, if it's free it's for me. But even I'm confused about why they gave out a fruitcake. My grandmother, not wanting to appear ungrateful, took the tinned, baked monstrosity home. This was no easy feat. It weighed as much as Santa, his reindeer, and his sleigh filled with toys, all packed into an 8 times 13 inch tin. Using a pulley hanging from the dining room light, Grandma hoisted the cake onto the table, where she tried to figure out what it was. She had to work fast, the table was moaning and cracking under the weight. She opened the tin, poked at it, and looked at it under a magnifying glass. The ingredients were unrecognizable as anything edible. She poked at it again, it absorbed the pen and its weight increased exponentially. She slammed the lid back on and decided the fruitcake was far too dangerous to just throw it out in the trash. Who knows what terrors it would unleash on the city. When my grandfather got home from work, he helped my grandmother push it off the table and across the floor. They made it to the bedroom door where it stayed for about 16 years, living as a doorstop and occasionally breaking toes in the middle of the night. Over the course of the years, my great-grandparents had three children, Joseph, Diane, and my father's mother, Florence. As they grew up in that apartment, 
they often tried to guess what the tin in front of their parents' room was. They made dares on summer days to open it. The growling from the tin defended the cake from prowling eyes. Attempts to move the box were futile. Joey pulled a groin muscle that prevented him from pursuing a professional sports career. He went into insurance sales instead. The kids grew up and started their own lives with their own families. But the fruitcake remained. Until one year at Christmas dinner, Florence's children, my aunts, uncles, and father came up with an idea. Every year, they would all put their names in a hat. They would draw a name from the hat and that person would become the keeper of the fruitcake for a year. My great-grandfather, Joseph, loved this thought. He may go to the bathroom in the middle of the night without having to splint his toes for a two weeks after. It took a full year to ensure the proper safety precautions were in place. The unlucky family member had to figure out how to get it home. Then they needed to ensure the fruitcake would not escape. Some bought fireproof safes. Others bought heavy-duty chains and locks. My father, having worked for the Department of Defense, had access to retinal scanning and cryogenic theft detractors. He made sure he even had motion-activated alarms that would give you two minutes to deactivate or it would explode by lighting the oxygen in the air on fire. Soon, the time of the choosing was upon them. Everyone gathered at Florence's house. The fruitcake stayed outside with guards around it. Al the snitch, Jeff the menace, and Senecio the rat kept watch while the family waited for the right time. Every Christmas Eve, my grandfather Peter goes to midnight mass. At this stage in his life, he could steal the priest's clothes, give mass in Latin, and not need three by five cards to keep track of what he's saying. At my grandmother's house, we waited and waited and waited. It was the most agonizing thing ever. Not just because of the fruitcake terror waiting for its new home. No. Because to be pure is the driven snow for the birth of the baby Jesus, we fast. All Christmas Eve. Not one candy cane, Hershey kiss, or clam. Yes, I said clam. Because not only can we not eat all Christmas Eve, but waiting for my grandfather's return from church at one in the morning Christmas day is the feast of the seven fishes. Clams, mussels, octopus, squid, shrimp, eel, and anchovies in various forms of fried, seared, baked, broiled, grilled, roasted and smothered and covered in sauce. When finally my grandfather returned from church, all names went in a flyer's cap. My uncle Keith got caught trying to cheat by writing my father's name instead of his own. So my grandmother put his name in twice as punishment. The family held a collective breath as the first victim was chosen. I was only five at the time, so I was the most trusted. I put my chubby hand in the hat and pulled out a name that made the family laugh for years. Florence aka my father's mother aka my grandmother. My aunts yelled out the kitchen window to the guards to bring in the fruitcake. They used an engine hoist to transport the abomination to the place set forth by my grandmother. In the basement, there was a closet. In the closet was a gun safe capable of withstanding the winds from an F4 tornado, the shaking from a 6.5 earthquake, and 5-foot floodwaters. The sales associate mentioned being too heavy for aliens to suck it up with a tractor beam, but that was too much for even my grandmother to believe. After all, she was talking about fruitcakes and he was talking about aliens. Too far-fetched. It's been 30 years since that first drawing. My mom says they haven't done in it years. The whereabouts of the fruitcake are unknown. We think my Uncle Keith took it to California and dropped it in the ocean. This would explain the earthquake that caused the tsunami that destroyed the nuclear power plant in Japan. You see how diabolical this thing is? 
The family still refrains from eating all day on Christmas, except for the kids, because that's just cruel and unusual punishment. My cousin and I look at them as weak. We did it. We survived. That's why our present piles were always bigger and better than theirs are now. Grandpa still goes to midnight mass and everyone still waits for him to get home before eating and opening presents. The feast of the seven fishes is still laid out on the table next to the spice drops, walnuts, and pizzelles made with great grandma's cast iron, imported from Italy pizzelle maker using her recipe that has just a touch too much anisette. My great-grandparents have been gone over 20 years now, but I am grateful for traditions they passed down to us while they were here. And I'm grateful to that bank for giving a confused Italian woman a story to pass on for generations. And to you, demonic fruitcake, wherever you may be, I am grateful for you as well. Because no one believes this story where I live now in Jomo. So they will never know it was my family that did our best to protect the earth from you and your wave of destruction. Wherever you rest now, fruitcake, I wish for you a silent night and peace on earth. And thank you for giving my family this tradition. For you and for this tradition, I am grateful. This content contains affiliate links. When you buy through these links, I may earn an affiliate commission. Again, if you like what I post, please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Please consider donating to help keep this going. $1 and I'll ask you what your favorite book is so we can talk about it. $5 and I'll write a review of a book you suggest. $10 and I'll write a blog suggested by you. That's all I've got for today, train wrecks. All aboard. What goes well with demon fruitcake? Holy water. What goes well with regular cake without fruit or demons? Coffee. Copious amounts of coffee. And this is perfect. https colon slash slash api dot shopstyle dot com slash action slash api visit retailer? It equals 9053306080 and pit equals UD2414478528752.